Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to another edition of your program Madrasa on A of course developing Islam in me I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along special guest in studio none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams for this afternoon however in this time period we are now going to be I'm now going to be handing over to Sheikh inshallah to do a recap as to where Sheikh stopped and this is with regards to salah and the prerequisites sallallahu alayhi wa sallam بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعد رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأبدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله thanks and praises due to Allah to always and forever and love and salam and with the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the last and final messenger whom allah ta'ala have sent to guide you and me how to be able to reap success in this world and how to reap success in the year after may allah grant us of those who become successful and granted those people to be of the ummah of our beloved prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam we were discussing the beginning of the salah and the effect of the salah as to what is the different salawat upon us we mentioned the words of allah ta'ala where allah ta'ala says inna salata kanat ala al-mu'minina kitabun mukuta allah has made the salafat upon uh, upon the believers five times a day that we need to perform the salah so we we understand that we need to perform the salah five times a day and that's allah's decree that how many times we make the salah and allah has decided those salah must be made right now allah tell don't say to us five times allah says specific time and yes there is people who claim that they looking at the fact that they know how the salah must be made and everything must happen and the quran must be very detailed and everything no allah ta'ala has sent to us a message and a messenger the message that this messenger carried was a theory of allah what allah tell wants but the messenger is going to show you the details of the message right the message is very very clear but the every person you and i will not be able to understand the details of this message the message of the messenger who need to be able to show us the deeper understanding of that message is a necessity and without him the message of Allah is not pure for it was possible other than that that Allah could have sent a message without a messenger Allah could have sent then everybody could have just known the message and we could have say we interpret the message and we understand the message nay it would have been total misunderstanding and misconception and 10 different like now in this world in the present world in the day and age there is so many different interpretations of people saying that what would have happened if there was not a messenger so the necessity of the messenger must be understood the messenger's job his main job description to see the interpretation of the depth of the understanding of the message of allah was the height of impossibility for the human race no professor would have understood and there wouldn't have been anything such as knowledge and such as development and such as civilization was it not for the coming of the message via that messenger the role of the messenger is to give you and me the deeper insight of understanding that message of allah ta'ala and that message of about the salah as allah says inna salata kanat ala al-mu'minina kitaban mawkuta 
Allah has made it in this prescribed matter on the believers that they make their salah on specific times, the messenger then described to us what those specific times are. Now, the, the gift that was given to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa of this, the salah is actually a gift because it is something done by all good and righteous personalities, such as the prophets, they all made salah. Um, one example probably I'd like to use for us is the fact that in the Bible, it is noted that when they looked or searched to be able to find Jesus, where is he? And they went with the intention to be able to capture him and to, to, to and they, they found out, they found him, it's found him in the garden of Gethsemane. And in that garden, they found him that he was actually kneeling on his knees with his hands front of him and his forehead on the ground. He was kneeling on his knees, his hands in front of him, and his forehead on the ground. This is a description given to us in the Bible. So what is he doing? What, 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 what are you doing kneeling on the ground? And at that moment when they were looking to, uh, for him, they was wanted to capture him to actually, as, as they claimed, they wanted to kill him. This is noted in the Bible. It's noted that he was, they got him in the, the garden. When they got him there, they found him on his knees kneeling and his hands in front of him and his head on the ground. His forehead is on the ground. Who does that act? Only the believers. When they worship their Lord as believers, the worshiping is given to them because God sent the message to humanity via the prophets. The only way to worship God or the worshiping process of prayer, when you go into prayer, you kneel down to your Lord. And in your kneeling, you put your forehead in front of your Lord in submission to Him, showing recognition of the fact that superiority belongs to Him. And you give Him honor and dignity and praise and you realize in totality that inferiority belongs to me the human being I'm a slave of my Lord I submit to my Lord if my Lord commands he shows me and thus the Salah has then be presented to humanity via the prophets but at the same time it is ascribed to us by Allah and the Holy Quran and by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when it comes to the salah and its makeup and what it consists of, that in actual fact the believers are making and the, the prophets has been making their salah exactly like the salah of the angels when they stand in front of their Lord. Whenever there is a command and they need to respond to, then they stand in their prayer exactly like people who will be making their prayer with having to relate to Allah. May Allah grant us to be able to be of that people. Right? wa illa billah. We see then through the processes of the salah that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shows us what must happen in our salah and how the salah must be done. We've just given us the reminder that the salah consists of, of the five prayers that there is. We need now to look at what is the position of salah. What position does the salah take in our ibadah? What is its place? We find that in the words of Allah ibn Umar, the son of Sayyidina Umar, he says to us that the Messenger of Allah Ta'ala said, Islam is built upon five pillars, testifying that there is none worthy of worship except Allah, and that Muhammad وسلم, is his messenger, and then establishing salah, giving zakah, fasting in the month of Ramadan, 
and performing the Hajj. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. These are the five factors showing to us in the hadith of the that Islam is built upon five pillars, which means it's in the what position that is uh, Salah It's one of the five major pillars of this religion. If for that matter you do not, you, if you remove that pillar, unfortunately, then Islam is broken and there's no Islam for us. May Allah open the path. So it's a necessity in our life. We need to see that it is being, accept, being carried out and we live in accordance and we rear ourselves and everybody else within that process. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That is definitely speaking about salah. Sheikh, take it away. Alhamdulillah. Shukran jazakallah Just before the break, we were speaking to us about the words of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa as the position of this pillar. What position does it hold in our deen? We've seen, according to the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa it's one of the f- most important and fundamental processes of our religion. As a Muslim, to be Muslim or to claim ourselves Muslim, we need to make sure that we perform the salah and to see that the salah is being performed. Now, the performing the salah is something that nobody can uh, without. Everybody must see that they perform the salah. Now, when I say uh, everybody, I'm referring to those people that has the capacity, and we will deal with who has the capacity, who does not have the capacity to perform salah, right? Um, but the salah is something that needs to be seen to. The scholars deal with the issue of the ruling of salah. What is this ruling of the one who does not, who doesn't do the prayer, right? They say if somebody denies the prayer, in total denial, like for instance, we know it's a fart, there's no way that anybody can deny it. But if somebody goes to say, no, 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 I am a Muslim, but Salah is not fart, or Salah is not fart upon me, then he draws himself into a process of of kufr. He, he then takes himself out of the fold of Islam because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and Allah has shown us what this Islam is about and we cannot but then having to accept that what comes from Allah ta'ala. so nobody ever says I don't need to make salah or salah is not far because he takes himself into the extent of making breaking the religion as to what or creating the religion to be other than what it really is making Islam a religion that he can control he can make and Islam belongs to nobody not even the Nabi sallallahu not even any great scholar it doesn't belong to and they cannot add or say yes or no it all come from everything comes from Allah and his beloved Prophet Muhammad the two factors Allah and his messenger are the only that can tell us what this deen is made of nobody absolutely nobody and nobody else right and they give us the others only gives us explanation to understanding to the process but everything about this deen comes from allah and his messenger muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam so we need to understand this. if anybody then claims that he doesn't make need to make salah because salah is not fart upon him or it's not a fart then he takes himself to the position of kufr na'udhu billah may allah protect but the scholar says, if somebody say that Salah is fart, but I'm negligent, then he's a sinner in Islam. Then that person is a, a sinner. So why is he a sinner? He, because he doesn't deny Islam. He doesn't deny Salah. He doesn't say, he doesn't reject Salah. He doesn't say he does not part. He, says he knows it part of Islam, but he himself is a sinner. He's doing it not righteously. And then the scholar says, in that case, 
he will be considered to be a, a sinner in the sight of Allah Ta'ala and unfortunately uh, that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says between a man and shirk and kufr is to abandon salah na'udhu billah but the scholars saying to us the meaning of the word kufr here in the hadith has a reference to the fact the person is unfortunately he abandons because he accepts the fact that it's, it's, it's part of his belief and it's not he doesn't deny it to be that um, unless the person denies the fact that there is such a thing as salah na'udhu billah or he says that's not part of this deen of Islam ya Rabb na'udhu billah May Allah grant khair and barakah for all of us. When, but the scholar says, when we look at the word kufr, it speaks about a, what we would call today a lesser kufr. It's not a denial. Uh, um, like for instance, Allah says to us in the Holy Quran, فَمَنْ شَكَرَ فَإِنَّمَا يَشْكُرُ لِنَفْتِ If you are appreciative and show appreciation, then you do it for yourself. وَمَنْ كَفَرْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِي But whosoever is say, kafar, and the word kafar here means to deny. Um, is it does it mean he becomes deny in the set in total kufr or is he because of the reference there is with the fact that show, a person shows appreciation or a person does not show appreciation it means if he doesn't show appreciation that is that's a lesser kufr meaning he, he doesn't have the sense of showing appreciation just as to what Allah tells us in the words we need to understand similarly hadith when it speaks about a the kufr of a person who is must probably not making salah, but he does not deny the salah to be a a, a, a portion of our deen. Person understands that, he accepts that, but unfortunately he's not making the salah. So in that sense, he is a person who's doing the Nabi's words as kufr. The scholars saying that that's kufr here. He has prescribed five salah upon him as his servant. However, he performs him without missing anything. Um, of their rights as a promise from Allah that he will enter him into paradise. The words is um, Allah to abysses and exalted be he has prescribed five uh, prayers upon his servants. However, whoever performs him without missing anything out of, belittl uh, out of belittling their rights as a promise from Allah that he will enter that person into paradise. Subhanak. And whoever does not perform them has no promise from Allah. He may either punish him or he may forgive him. So what the hadith is telling us, the fact that if a person fulfills his salah and does everything perfectly well and see that he does as it should be done, then he, that person has a promise that Allah will put him into, the, put him into Jannah, will make him of the people of Jannah. But who, whoever does not perform them, or person is negligent, and as that person has got no promise of Allah, Allah Ta'ala will choose to punish him or to forgive him. Now punish him means Allah is going to put him into the fire of Jahannam. Na'udhu Billah. As you and I as Muslims, we should be understanding, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam first, did not wish the fire of Jahannam for his worst enemy. For his worst enemy, he did not wish the fire of Jahannam. What about the people as his believers? What about his followers? What about his ummah? Obviously, he would not wish them to enter Jahannam. 
But our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was also exposed on the night of Mi'raj that there will be people of the fire, there will be people in the fire of Jahannam that is of this Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa for the things they've done they've lived by that they were not in accordance with having to follow the guidance of that Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and of that is to be a person who is negligent with the salah a person who does not perform the salah he he might for the sake of Allah get the opportunity to come back to to Jannah and Allah there's gonna be a moment that Allah is gonna take him back to Jannah but unfortunately he is first gonna be have to free himself from the processes that he did not perform the salah. Now the Billah, may Allah protect all of us. And we understand the seriousness of that salah. And Allah says to us in the Holy Quran, when Allah speaks to us, Allah says, Inna Allah la yaghfiru ayyushraka bih, wa yaghfiru ma duna thalika limayyasha. The scholar says, to understand that words kufr in that hadith is not necessary that the person has become kafir because a person when he's kafir then he's taken himself out of jannah com in total completion no kafir will enter jannah jannah is not for the kuffar if a person is in in in, in opposition to allah status to the greatest of allah for allah only allah says if a person don't make shirk with allah allah if he doesn't make shirk his jannah says he will enter into Jannah or there will be forgiveness for him there will be pardon for him but if he if he makes shirk unfortunately there is no pardon for him that is the extent that Allah takes us to that position Allah don't want to be able to, to take us to the fire of Jahannam Allah, Allah wishes for us what is best Allah wants to grant us what is good for us and for our dunya and for our akhirah may Allah forgive us for our shortcomings Abu Huray reported that the messenger of Allah says the first deeds of which a Muslim servant will be held accountable on the day of judgment will be the obligatory prayer. If he fulfilled him, he will have prospered and been successful, meaning he will be entered into Jannah. But if not, he w it will be said to him, see if it will be said, see if he has any voluntary prayers in which he in which may be completed that which was wanting in in his obligatory prayers meaning the needs that he had lost out of not performing or his weaknesses in his, his fourth prayers if he had sunnah salah made sunnah salah voluntary prayer then that voluntary prayer can be used to be able to give him the status of a person that that prays allah can probably forgive him then the rest of his obligatory deeds will be judged in the same fashion, right? Subhanakal, which means that that is going to happen. But that is the first thing that's going to happen, Yawm Al-Qiyamah. The first thing that he's going to be judged on is his prayers. How did he perform his prayers? If it is positive, then positive will be his reward. And if, but if there is negativities in there, then it will be looked at his uh, the, uh, sunnah prayers, what we call the voluntary prayers. If there is possible to use of that to... to balance that out or to neutralize that out then Allah might use that as a means to be able to pardon him but and similarly but if he is not successful then unfortunately the entering the fire of Jahannam is an uncomfortable process and the person then chooses to be able or allows himself we are sharing this because we want the person if everybody understand the seriousness of seeing that you and I perform the salah to such an extent if for that matter you have been a person negligent with the salah and have not performed the salah 
and have not made it a necessity in your life to see you perform salah, or you'll be making one salah a day, or certain times you'll be making salah, make the intention to say to yourself, I wish to bring change to me immediately because I don't know whether I'm going to leave the earth. And Allah's prepared to pardon if you are truly wanting, and then come back to Allah. The scholars gives us the opportunity by saying, come back to Allah. You will not be able to make up for the first salah that you uh, should have made. Then make as many as possible sunnah salah. Stand up in the middle of the night. Call to Allah. Please beg of Allah forgiveness. And go and make the salah. Be intimate with Allah. Show Allah that you want to have pardon, and only Allah can pardon you. Because as we've seen the words of Allah, the scholars are saying the very fact that Allah Ta'ala is prepared to pardon you for everything, in the, in, in, that Allah will, will, will not pardon the person if he makes shirk, but the moment he does anything other and he doesn't make shirk with Allah, then Allah is going to pardon him. So yes, uh, some scholars go to the extent of saying by not making salah you're making shirk because you're worshipping something else. But Allah is not that hard. Allah is prepared to pardon. Allah is prepared to forgive if the person recognizes where his fault is and he wants to come back in the path of Allah. May Allah grant khair and barakah to all of us and grant us to be of those people who recognize we are human. We are fortunate to be Muslim. Allah wants us to come back to Allah's path and Allah is prepared to pardon us and forgive us. Hudayfa ibn Yaman narrated the messenger of Allah said, Islam will be uh, effected in the same way that the colors of a garment be fade, that fade away. To the point that the fast, the prayer, the pilgrimage and the charity will not be known and the book of Allah will be taken up during some night and not one verse of it will be left on earth. A group of people will be left on this earth at that time it will be old men and old women, they will say, we found our forefathers upon the statement that there is none worthy of worship except Allah, and we also say the same, meaning we say, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashadu anna Muhammad al-Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then this one sahabi said to Hudayfa, what good will that statement be the statement of these none worthy of worship shadwan la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what will it be to them when they when they do not know the prayer or the fasting or the pilgrimage or charity they don't know any of those things what will the benefit Hudayfa then turned away Hudayfa the sahabi turned away from this uh, person who asked him the question and he didn't take note. The person then re repeated the question three times, and each time Hudayfa would turn away from him. Finally, at the end of it all, Hudayfa said to him, and, and said three times, I want to inform you, it will, be, it will save them from the fire of Jahannam. If they, if they only know this statement, and if they live to this statement, and if they take the statement as a truth and they live by it, that there is none worthy of worship except Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger, then that is going to save them from the fire of Jahannam. Subhanak. And this Hudayfa said to the person three times, Allahu Akbar, Ya Rabb. The hadith itself, it's a hadith that is noted in 
Ibn Majah. But it's noted that this hadith is a sahih hadith. It's an accepted hadith. There's nothing wrong in this hadith. And subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, which says to us, the mercy of Allah is extensive, but the value of our ibadah is going to be at the state of how we put into our life the salah and how we see we benefit through that salah. May Allah grant us to be of those people who recognize what we've been given. And Allah only wished to, for us to be able to be righteous and good people. In the words of Allah in the Holy Quran, when it comes to salah, as to what is the value and the quality of salah, why do we perform salah, and what is the benefit there is, we've said to you, Allah says it's something Allah's made compulsory on us. In the other ayah, Allah says to us, Inna salata tanha anil wal munkar. If you keep on making salah, it purifies you. It rectifies you. It cleanses you. It, it will clean you, cleanse you and me from all injustices, from all wrong, from all harm, from doing negative things. In the presence of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, there was a person who was making salah with the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in those days. And as the person was making salah with the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, some of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum came to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and said to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that this person is drinking wine. And our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he heard this, the Nabi says, "Is he making salah with us?" Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Nabi says, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is this Sahabi which you are speaking of? Is he performing salah with us?" They say to the Nabi, "Yes, O Messenger of Allah, he is performing salah with us." And the Nabi asked them a third time, "Is he performing salah?" Which means, "Is it? Are you sure he's making salah?" They said, yes, O Messenger of Allah, he is making salah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's making salah. And so when they recognize the fact that this person, he is making salah, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that salah will bring him to be a better person and it will take him away from the wrongs that he is doing. So, subhanak ya rawb. And thus the Sahaba radiallahu anhum saw that what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, in salah about humanity, if you want, you and I want to become a better person, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa made it very, very clear for us to become a better person, to bring the change of my life, see that yourself, get yourself into salah, that the salah is something, and depend and speak to Allah. We will go later on into what is in the salah, what does it make of, what does it consist of. For now, the understanding that the salah has been made fard upon us, and Allah's put it there only to grant us to be of those people who do it so that we may be able to be of those people free from the fire of Jahannam and be granted the great reward, insha'Allah. Allahumma ameen. Ameen. Rabbil I last but not least ask if you make the final dua Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wal-Asr Innal insana lafi husr Illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihat Watawasaw bilhaqqi Watawasaw bilsabr Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa maulana muhammad Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa salim Subhana rabbik Bhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdik Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta and with that, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. From myself, Yasmina Peterson, I bid you as-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.